0: Hey everybody, welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 438 from June 3rd, 1997. Another no guest show, just the love between the two hosts. It's a Tuesday night show. Adam is fired up about tabloids and has a pretty epic rant about them. And once again, like the last half dozen shows or more, this is a fan file provided by the great Spinfly Jeff, one of our greatest fan sources. There are probably too many fans who provided these tapes to list them all. I'd just like to say we're eternally grateful to all of them for the prescience in taping these shows and then eventually sending them to me so I could transfer them. Without them taping them and being so ahead of the curve, we wouldn't have any copies of these very important bits of history and they'd be lost to time forever. So once again, thank you, Spinfly Jeff. And thank you for obtaining such high-quality recordings in 1997. It's pretty out of this world they were able to do all that. And without them, I'm not sure this classic Loveline feed would exist. So thank you again. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast One.com, the home of life air podcasts. And we do have a Podcast One app available in the Google Play Store. It's also on iTunes for iOS devices. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a Podcast podcast1.com production.
1: Certified Physician, Dixon Medicine Specialist. And tonight, our guest on the Fabulous Love Line is the scrumptious Kennedy from uh, MTV.
2: Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Kennedy. Hey,
1: Kennedy. How are you? Good. Are you? Good. Good. God bless. All right. Uh, Sugar Ray uh, tomorrow night. And then, uh, wait, is that tomorrow night? Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Michael Penn. Yes who uh, I'm a big fan of his music and uh, looking forward to meeting him. Never uh, met the guy. Not quite sure what he's been up to in uh, recent months or even years, but he's a great artist. And, uh, yes, he
3: is. Very talented.
1: And uh, as is uh, all of the Penn boys.
2: Aren't they? Like the Baldwin's.
1: Mama Penn uh, should be very proud very, of her uh, yes, children's Chris, work.
2: Chris, Shawn, Michael.
1: You think, is there a fourth Penn brother that uh, Probably like sells, somewhere. And sells oranges off the 405? Probably somewhere.
2: The next Sharon Stone movie. <laughs>
1: How many Baldwin's are there? Four. Four. There's Dano or Dan, the one, uh, the Baldwin they don't talk about. Right. Well, he's an actor as well. Right? Yeah, he's,
2: yeah. He's in motion pictures. All he's right. He's not Stephen Alec or
1: Billy. Right. Oh, Billy, Billy. Is Billy the one you're into?
2: No, not really.
1: You're still a saying. You're still a virgin, right?
2: Oh Jesus, Adam. I
1: don't bring it up every time Do I see you. Still him, molest I'm just
2: curious. Puppies. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's <that's> not <laughs> my a, that's boyfriend
1: is best
2: impression of you. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, he's like.
1: <laughs> it's, oh, it's his penis small? I don't know
2: that's funny. <laughs> I go, I go, Kennedy, baby, when are we going to box? How's that snowboarder? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hey, why don't you get me a beer?
1: Oh, who am I, Austin Powers? <laughs> yeah. Is he asking to shag, too? <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: baby. Uh, I like your boyfriend mainly because he likes me. Yeah, because there's a little there's a little rivalry, uh, Kennedy. This is another. He's you know he's got this whole
4: sort of line of women. This whole, whole sort of
1: uh, yes. group
4: that all have boyfriends. Right. He claims to be in competition with the boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess
2: you've you joined uh, that group. The delusional side of you hasn't calmed down.
1: Well, I mean, Kennedy, you have a subtle interest in me. I mean, if you.
2: subtle, no, it's. it's
1: Overt. (laughs) (laughs) If you weren't uh, hooked up with the snowboarding guy, you know, there there may be some sparks or something.
2: Oh, yeah, Adam. Right? I've said that in letters
1: and. Yeah, in in poetry. (laughs) I broke into her hope chest the other night and uh, found found, (laughs) uh, poetry with my name all over. All right. So um, uh, we won't put you on the spot anymore, but everything's going fine. You're doing yep. the uh, beach house.
2: Motel California it's called this year.
1: Oh it is? Yeah. Okay. Is that on the air now? Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Gotta watch that. <laughs> Drew, you watch the uh, beach house there? Yeah. Yes. Do you have land. a show on that uh, uh um, yeah we do, but you know, uh, we get home too late to watch ourselves. That's uh that is the oh, problem.
2: That's true, isn't it? Yep. Yeah.
1: Mm. All right. And see, I usually watch the MTV late at night when I come home and they're just showing the naughty videos. Yeah. Which is all right with me. Yeah, they me. started
2: showing adult videos at night.
1: Yeah. But there's no nudity or anything. It's just... Um, well,
2: it's basic cable. It's, it's <laughs> not the Spice Channel.
1: <sighs> Got to get that Spice Channel. All right. Um, so you're doing the beach house. Can we house. talk
2: about the illegal remote hookup you did to watch porn in New York last time? What?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talked about it
4: at length. Yeah, in fact, he's advised people how to do it. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I'm not. I know, you know, and- I have mixed feelings about talking about this because if I get everyone into this, uh, then the man is going to catch on, and then yeah. I will no longer be able to watch free pornography. And and and, and I shouldn't say uh, just pornography, Kennedy. I watched the Flintstones while I was in New York, uh, seven hundred eighty-six times, Ooh. and uh, only masturbated seven hundred out of those <laughs> out of those times. Yeah, uh, because uh, oh, seeing. Flintstone.
2: Uh, was it Rosie O'Donnell? Yes. Oh, in that
1: tight and, dress? Oh. Every dress is tight oh, on baby. Rosie. I got, uh, I got news for you. All right. So uh, now, Kennedy, you want to talk about uh, other ventures, uh, books, uh, lectures, uh, things like that? Anything you want to promote? Mm. What about these specials you were doing? Oh,
2: I did a how-to special. Yeah. That was really fun.
1: Are you going to do more of those? Yeah, I hope so. How-to what?
2: Well, I, uh, I learned how to play the drums with Lars from Metallica, huh. I learned how to motocross, ride a dirt bike. With uh, Jeff Emig, who just won the Supercross series,
1: your life is like a douche commercial. <laughs> no, it really it is. is. When you're not motocross riding, you're out you're out on a jet ski or you're snowboarding. <laughs> I mean, think about her life. Every time I talk to Kennedy, uh, hey, Kennedy, what's up? Oh, I just got back from Australia. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing there? Uh, I was snowboarding. And it, see, you know, you have a life when you ski in places that other people didn't know there was snow. Right. <laughs> It, it, like when stupid it, it, people w- w- like when it's me. Summer, going, when it's summer where yeah, everybody else is. I just got back from a skiing trip in Brazil. Really? Oh, yes. I have a very, uh, uh, Mount Chetamarki uh, over there. It's beautiful. We took a helicopter. Are you asking me? Really? I went to Tijuana uh, six years ago. <laughs> Kenny, you got, you have such a life. Oh, I mean, you do appreciate that, don't of you? Of course, yeah. I mean, how many miles would you say you travel a year? Have you ever calculated that?
2: No, I am I mean, I'm like gold and premier and all the little airline
1: things. Where did you go last year? Or let's say, forget calendar year, but let's say in the last year.
2: In the last year? Yeah. Um, in the U.S. or international?
1: Well, I'm, just, I am I
2: don't know all the places I've been uh, in the U.S. because I travel so much for work.
1: Right. I mean, I mean it's you, like you I've did been to Washington,
2: whole, D.C., Oklahoma. You I've did that whole Bob,
1: year. she went on like Bob Dole's uh, campaign trail. Yeah, for, the 96 for, Hours
2: to Victory. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> that victory is a very elusive town. Uh you should have, you know, what they should have called is 96 hours to Victorville. That would have been doable. All right, but it and where out of the country have you um, been? Um
2: well, I just went to Maui No, I'm kidding. I but okay. I did. Um You did. Canada, Japan, oh. New Zealand.
1: This is the last this is the last 8 months, right? And last year. Last year. Oh. This is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. What kind of life? I,
2: A lot of people travel. Travel is is one of my values. I know, we learn about know, values no, no. In, in senior health class and yeah, but and travel what, is always what. Let of me the tell
1: you the normal life. Get up early. Get yelled at by an alcoholic uh, boss <laughs> that's trying to feel you up and. And then, every three years, because you've scrimped and saved, uh, you, 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 go you to get a Springs. year rail pass. You go to Pop and you, you stay at some uh, kibbutz or something, and then you come back home again with dysentery. That is the <laughs> life of most people. It's not uh, everywhere all year long. Hey, I just want you to stand back I, I definitely, and, and I definitely take some stock. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, okay. Because, as yeah. long as you appreciate your life.
3: Thanks,
1: Anna. Zoe, 23. Yes.
3: Yeah. Hi. Yeah, hey. Um, I have a question. It's kind of a psycho- uh, psychological question. I don't know if Dr. Drew can help me out with this. Um, my boyfriend and I have been seeing each other for about two years now. And we met in college my senior year, his junior year. And when we met, we were very much on the same um, like playing field maturity-wise. We shared a lot of the same friends. We still do. We had a lot of the same interests. We still do.
4: Excuse me, let me interrupt for one second. Uh, Adam, I'm going to do a translation for you here. I'm going to read the balloon over her head. All right. I want to get married.
3: Uh, Not at all. I do not want to get married, but I do want someone that I know I can look to in the next couple of years. Hold
1: on. Uh, During the break, I'm going (laughs) to let you smell the balloon coming out of my ass.
4: (laughs) She said the same thing.
1: Yeah, I know. But everyone likes to disagree with Drew. That's amazing. And then they call up and go, he's a genius. (laughs) <laughs> Yet every time he brings up a notion, uh, they shoot it right down. All right, Joe, So you want somebody who's may not want to get married tomorrow, but who's but going to get married.
3: Yeah, eventually. I want someone that I can stick with for a while. I'm just sort of tired of dating a lot of people.
4: That 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 is your intent, and that's fine, and that's appropriate for you, but you're going to have a hard time. Not a hard time, but it's going to be not as common to find a 23-year-old male who is thinking that way.
2: Oh, okay. God, no kidding. Especially nowadays, I mean... People just, that's just not the norm for people to get married in their early 20s. I,
1: I went to, I went Loser to... Loser guys want to get married early. I've done a, uh, I've done a poll.
2: Oh, <laughs> you, you have an informal one, or was this... It
1: was fairly formal.
4: CNN Newsweek. Uh, an interesting experience, and I went to a uh, first, like, parent meeting of this, this class, this thing I got one of my kids into. And the like, school? Yeah. The yeah. Little Lord Fauntleroy School for Hemophiliacs. But I'll tell you what, the average age of the parent was, like, 37. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. It was very interesting, and there were no young parents. All right. I mean, and if I were a young parent, I wouldn't have gotten it together enough to be able to get a kid in, in these... In Absolutely. You know are right?
2: Yeah, but there are pros to being a young parent, definitely, because you remember more what it was like to be a child. No. And you're young with your child. Disag-
4: I, I thought that way, too, at one time, but I disagree. But the, the
2: people who I know who are younger parents, they relate to the children in a different way, and they're not as paranoid.
1: Uh, well, they're like...
2: <laughs> like, my best friend had a, had a kid when she was 19. Of
1: but, course she planned there's, it. But there's no... <laughs> Right. This notion of we grew up together in the parking lot of total, an Albertson since she was drunk but it was all <laughs> laid out weeks in advance. She's be- a great mom but, though. But, she
4: but, has- when, we, when we were growing up people always say oh, mommy, we grew up together. Drew yes. gave Kennedy the mm. total BS. Total BS. We grew up together? Wrong. Yeah. Neither of you grew up. That's what happened. You'd had the experiences together yeah, and neither of you grew what? up.
2: She, she's, a, she's a great disciplinarian. But she stimulates his mind in in a way that older parents don't. Like older parents, they just don't relate to their kids. They don't yes, have fun. Yes, that's a problem. Right? They that's don't true. like screw around. There is a the potential for that. I agree with you. And things like that. Yep,
1: the potential for that. Yeah, but uh, listen, you you get them, uh, you know, you get them like a totem play or something for that. You, oh,
2: come on! You
1: get them that farmer thing where you turn the the thing and the farmer's hand points as C. a pig. Is that what that is? So toad and play. So Zoe, it's that you're <laughs> I looking still for a huge one. You're looking for fi at home. You're looking for a
4: lasting relationship. Maybe you ought to date older guys.
5: Uh, I've
3: I've thought about that, but for some reason I feel like. Um, maybe this is the wrong way to think about it, but we've, like, grown so much together invested so much in each other that I feel like it would be a complete waste if I just sort of scrapped the whole thing right now.
4: Uh, well, I'm important... kind of
3: curious to see as to what's going to happen, but I can't, my curiosity is only going to hold me for so long.
4: And impor- a more important thing for a guy than who they're dating it, in terms of when they're going to get married is where they are in their life. Yeah. Guys make their decision about when and where who to get married based on how their life's going, where they are, how old they are. Not so much who they're dating. It's not like this is the person, typically. It's, hey, I'm you know, I'm 28, I'm 34, now whatever, it's time to settle down. I've got a yeah. job, okay.
1: All right. No, I, I see myself,
2: a... I see my life going somewhere 10 years from now.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. not just living
5: in
2: the moment.
1: But let me ask you guys this. Uh, she said she's invested so much. I wonder if that's a, a girl thing and maybe not a guy thing. I'm not sure. I've never had... It's like you're treating your relationship like a van that you fixed up, yeah. And now you got to sell it at, at uh, what you paid for it, and you're yeah. getting screwed because you bought the rims for it. I feel about that way
2: about my it. Cadillac. Yeah, I'm, you do. I have, I have a 1962 Cadillac that I don't drive, and I'm really bummed out mm-hmm. because if I want to, if I want to sell it for anything, I'm going to have to put a lot of money into it. But then once I fix it up, I'm going to want to keep it, but I'll never drive it.
1: Right. But did you? I never feel that way about relationships. I just feel like, um, hey, you know, I'm learning something, I'm having some fun, and if, and if even if we're serious, if we do break up. I don't look at it as, I wasted two years of my life. Yeah, I, think, I was like, hey, I got I, laid for I two think, years. Um, that's a girl thing. Yeah,
2: obviously, it's, you know, it doesn't apply to everyone, but I think that is definitely a difference. In- the,
1: the,
4: the, the wasting time is more of a woman's point of view. However, a man will still feel a more intense loss, obviously, if they've invested a bigger piece of themselves in the relationship, sure, right. and that's a longer period of time. I think
1: whoever's think. having more sex that they didn't really want to have feels the uh, investment <laughs> loss. Uh, Kevin, 21. Hey, uh, Adam. Hey, funny hey thanks kevin <laughs> and
5: uh kennedy she really is scrumptious she is oh, she is uh,
1: She is, uh the renaissance woman uh you, you hear the term uh, renaissance man uh, tossed around quite a yeah. bit but kennedy because
2: women just they weren't allowed in latin class back in the 16th century <laughs>
1: but kennedy and, and even just with comments like that underscoring her renaissance-ness uh the point is she <laughs> she does it all this Kennedy oh, uh, almost gonna does gonna it all anyway. yes okay The
5: problem is I sweat profusely. Me too. In school and in work, it is a big problem because I'm really embarrassed, and I don't know what to do about it. I mean, I really... It's unbelievable. Sometimes it's just like literally buckets of sweat. I saw a thing
2: on on That's Incredible where a guy sweats so much. They went in and did the surgery on his back and these nerves in his back, and, and they really did... Fix it so his, his glands didn't... Right, there, there, there
4: are those procedures out there. There's also a cream. Adam is familiar with. <laughs> Skip <laughs> Stevens, like, standing by
1: with some no, forceps or something. No, that
2: was Crosby and Fran Tarkenton. right.
1: Uh, I'm thinking of... Uh, Real people. ...those incredible idiots or something. Um,
5: Skip Stevenson died. Oh, we did? It's, all, it's yeah. all my head, just my head sweat. Like, yeah, me That's too. Adam's all thing. right,
1: let me talk to Kevin here. Where is it? The brow, the forehead? The whole face, but it usually it seems to come from the forehead and just like gush down. Are you a face. big
2: guy? Are you an overweight person?
1: No. No,
4: you you've seen this guy from sweat. Yeah, I've bought that. It's, lost just, it's Adam.
1: pathetic. It just it just pours off his forehead.
5: But well, I wanted to ask Dr. Drew actually
6: because
1: uh, wait, was, wait a minute, hold on a second. I want to stand up for sweaters oh, yeah. uh, around the world and not the not the cardigans or the pullovers. I'm talking about people that perspire too much. You know, and from we're living in your places. We're living in a PC society here, so let's take a stand. Uh, you 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 know all the all the uh, minorities have been covered a long time ago. Uh, all the religions have been oh. covered, and uh, overweight people are now <laughs> falling under the Umbrella no, of the are, PC society. <clears throat> yeah. What about people that sweat from the face? Uh, you, you, society looks at you as a criminal, as a shifty. Right. You look very shifty when you sweat from the forehead. Yet, if you have huge patches underneath your arms, uh, That's y- you're saying a hard worker. Right, yes, that's right. The guy's got a big patch under his arms or on his back. Oh, like, ooh,
2: he's really gotten into it today.
1: Boy, hey, he's really uh, he's really has the ethic, doesn't he? But when you're sweating <laughs> from the forehead, it's like, okay, the guy's got a kilo up his ass. <laughs> All right, I sweat from my forehead. And, uh, Drew, uh, have you ever seen a patch underneath my armpit? I, and we've exercised. We've boxed together. Nothing. But it is... Pouring yeah. down my forehead because thus, that is that is true. Isn't thus, it? thus, I call it pathetic. That is where oh. I sweat, and it is a genetic Maybe thing.
2: Maybe
1: that's where you hold your tension
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're so cerebral. You're
1: just yeah. so much. <laughs> my, my, no, it's a, It's that for for most. I have like a, my my brain is like uh, like one horsepower. And for most people, uh, doing a math problem is uh, using up like a quarter of their brain power. For me, it's using up uh, 110% of my brain. My brain is like, oh, my God, i got to carry something. The brain sweats. Right. All right. So, Jeez. Kevin, this is a genetic, or I should say a... Um, congenital. Congenital problem. My mother sweats, God bless her, uh, like a like a mule, this right, woman. but tell them what to do. All right, here's what... But it's actually,
5: I have a medical question. What's the question? Because somebody suggested me to the other day that, that it could be, uh, well, my biological father has diabetes. No. And I don't know. No. Nope. It, it can't be related to no. that at all.
4: No, no. my grandmother oh, has okay. diabetes. Diabetes. Disease. She doesn't sweat for Symptoms of diabetes, weakness, weight loss, urinating very frequently, large volumes, very thirsty. That's okay. diabetes. But so anyway, I'm going to answer for Adam since he can't seem to get to it. And that there, is that there's a cream called
1: Xerox out there. It's that, not a cream. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like an ointment. It's, nah, I wouldn't, uh, it, it's water. Lotion, lotion, I beg your pardon. It's, it's a consistency of, like, no, alcohol. No, it's a lotion. And, uh... I it, don't consider that a lotion. That's a lotion. Is it a gel? It's a lotion. No, it's, it's like, what would you call alcohol? A
2: liquid.
1: All right, then I'll go with a liquid. Okay.
4: It's a lotion that you put on, on your forehead <laughs> or wherever you need to stop the sweating. And it works pretty effective. Very expensive, but it worked pretty well.
1: Well, I just got a bunch of samples, yeah. and it, it works. But uh, in in tough cases like mine, you really gotta you really gotta work it in, and wow. you, and you gotta keep using it. But but there's a whole there's a whole um, psychological effect here that Definitely. you think, well, hey, I put this stuff on, I'm gonna be fine, right. and, it, and it kind of it kind of mellows out your uh, sweat glands a little. Okay. All right, so give that a try, Kevin. Okay. I've tried putting antiperspirant on my forehead. Yeah. Yeah. What'd that do? Oh, it made really, my that's forehead really smell good.
2: And it, it probably made you break out. No. You're really not supposed to. They, uh, I remember that John Ailes used to host a show called Lip Service on MTV, and he sweat so bad from his face. Really? They'd have to put um, antiperspirant on a sponge and dab his forehead. Oh,
1: I want to talk to him. I'd really like to start a group. <laughs> S-A. S.A., yes. Well, because I swear, uh, society really comes down on uh, those who sweat.
2: Yeah, you hear people bad-mouthing sweaters all the time.
1: Well, he's just sweating like a pig. They pick the pig. They don't pick something friendly, uh, you know, like a chipmunk. I love
2: pigs.
1: He's sweating like a, a sea otter. <laughs> they never say that. So it's always the pig, the swine. Oh, Lord. With a cloven hoof. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, Caroline 25. Hi how mind. are you Well I'm, I'm, now, I'm now I'm how now. can
2: you wear hats if
1: you sweat so much? I ha- that's why I wear a hat it traps a lot of stuff coming down the thing. Wow oh, good point uh, drew, drew drew we did a thing for entertainment tonight oh, oh. Uh, two weeks it, ago that was, was three months ago they
4: ever play that thing? I don't know we What such such a stellar job they had to pull out a bunch of like wind machines and and, and point them at Adam because he was pouring sweat
1: da, 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 da. yeah it was just uh, fire up boom. It's like they could have made the story a, a, a quasi-celebrities who sweat too much and shouldn't be in the industry. All right, Carolyn, you're 25.
7: Hi. Hey. <laughs> um, I have a problem, and the problem is, is that I love two outrageous guys, and I've been in a relationship with... With the first one for two years and the other one for a year and a half. Ew, yuck. really? Yeah, Two-timer. and um, how could do they do know? That?
4: Do they know about each other?
8: Like, um, how how does that feel to do that? Ago, that would that
2: would seem so weird to me to be going out with. I just I don't yeah, think I could do that. People
7: have, but I have uh, a really been guilty been conscience. Like, how are you doing this? And I think I would feel guilty if um, if I didn't love them both. And uh, but since I do, it's like. Ugh. Do they know about each other? Um, I got caught once. Um, is it really possible ago? to love two people at one time, though? That's what I want to know. Am I crazy? Yes. <laughs> Am I nuts? Is this possible? No. Um, <laughs> one of them now once is like talking, <coughs> move in, and then the other one. Wow, you should have him call Zoe. She's 23,
2: and no, she's this, we, this looking this, for this marriage. Else. This is
4: a way of not being intimate with somebody. So. This is the way of keeping somebody a little bit at a distance.
1: I don't know. Uh, growing up, I loved uh, Kate Jackson and Cheryl Ladd. So and uh, Adrian Bar <laughs> and Adrian Barbo. Oh, really? So the three. Remember
2: in Cannonball Run.
1: And I was that's yes, where I keep my license. And I was just as committed uh, to the three of them as I was uh, <laughs> to myself. And, and that's about
4: the level of involvement that you have to maintain in order to do that sort of thing.
7: But I've, I've been, well, the lies have had to get pretty thick. <laughs>
4: what was but, what was your family of origin like?
7: Um, divorce, both yeah. of them. Uh, my mom.
4: Who did you married. live with?
7: My mom for until I was 16, and then I moved in with my father.
4: And why did you leave?
7: Um, uh, she beat me. <laughs> okay,
4: all right, well, here we are. Okay, and and okay. This, is, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. It, it's very difficult to trust people, and you want to keep them at a little bit of a distance in case they should become Ooh, abusive. You want to keep a spare. Yeah. No, you want in, in the, in, in the trunk, but guess. the spare. It's a jump ship in case they invade. Well, in yeah, one of them abuses one you.
7: of them. Well, one of them I know. Would well, yeah, but do
4: that. Well, one of, of them. He's very
7: caring, but he's over, overprotective. The
1: one of these jealous types. Uh,
7: yes. yes.
1: Are are those uh, two uh, seeing only you exclusively?
7: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, these guys are so flawed <laughs> do, do they know about each other? You said you were caught once
2: Yeah, but I talked my way out of it No, do you tell both of them you love them? And
7: Yeah and I, Do, you, I, do I, you tell them, like, I love you and only you?
1: Part of yeah. relationships
7: That's so part wrong Part of
4: actually about. having a know, relationship
7: what, Am I wrong for doing this? Should I just dump them both? Part or get wrong re- with my life? Or I think you need a third <laughs> Well, what happened is, is It started out um, I was dating one The first one and he um. So hold
1: on a second. You're dating the first one.
7: Yeah. Uh, well, the first one. I hadn't met the second one yet. The uh-huh. First one. I've been dating for two years. The first um, one you started with. Like,
1: okay.
7: Oh, you know, I don't know about a relationship yet, and you know, just give me time. Six months went by.
4: You told him that, or he told you that?
7: Uh, he told me that, uh-huh. and so I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, you need to make a decision. He's like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I'm like, fine. So but I went out. I I started dating the second guy I met somewhere. And um, uh, then yep. finally, about a month later, he, the first guy was like, okay, I'm ready for a relationship. Meanwhile, I was dating the second guy, and I'm like...
4: It's interesting how this guy only became <sighs> allegedly available to you when you were really no longer available. He didn't know. So, no, but he, he, people... he, yeah, he's, he Your subconscious it. knows this Yeah, stuff. you
2: know when someone is...
4: Yeah, I mean, so you choose you've, you've an emotionally unavailable guy... And you made yourself unavailable. It just—it's yeah. it's, these are very, very unhealthy relationships. You are—you are going to find a world of pain and very little gratification living like this. Well, Part of having a relationship, I, like,
9: just
7: choose one. No, that's I been think, my Problem is, I don't know. Like.
4: Well, anybody you choose is probably going to be the wrong one. Almost by. Oh, that's good, dammer. Well, that's good, bro. Whichever of these two she chooses, certainly it's going to be the wrong one, because both of these guys as you said already are flawed. I don't trust either one of these right. guys. And it, it's like... Uh, I,
2: I, I don't what, see how she could trust either of them either if she can't trust herself.
4: That's the point. Part of a, a relationship is sharing put of... Put that your, on a card, engineer, Mike. What do I ahead? say? Not you, uh, Kennedy. A relationship is sharing of yourself honestly and genuinely. <laughs> And if you can't even be honest about the most simple elements of involvement in the relationship,
1: it's not a
2: relationship.
1: It's not a relationship. It's not a relationship. Let's turn this into a musical. All of
10: my most sensitive areas were inflamed.
1: Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal
11: insight to real problems submitted to us by real people and sometimes even our comedy friends join
1: like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So go to PodcastOne.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks guys. And you are listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes. Cash. Was he here? Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Him. Yeah, Brought with his, his kid. Yeah, you know, his 13-year-old kid. Let wow. me say this about the uh, the tester. People, I don't know why, but he's a great target. Everyone loves to make fun of him.
2: Yeah, especially when he did gymnastics.
1: Oh, right, and the in the Olympics. Well, we got to talk about that for a second. But um, oh, we can. Okay. I was just going to talk about Tesh doing it. Yeah. All right. All right. That's good radio. Okay. Good. Uh, we ran into Tash. Uh, where do we? Some like a conference or convention or no, something, nap, like, nap something like that. Oh. nap Something like that. All right, listen. Do you ever uh, go with one of those ever? Listen, no, I've never oh. been. Uh, please let me <laughs> let me let me kiss uh, some Tesh Tosh here for just a moment. <laughs> uh, you know, the guy was on ET for a million years and then left it to go pursue his music. It may not be um, anyone's brand of music or our brand of music, but uh, he, I think he does it well, and for what he's trying to do, he's doing a good job at it, and he's selling a lot of records, and he said, uh, screw it, I don't want to be on TV, I'm going to go do my own thing and play my music. People make him the butt of many a joke, and uh, we like to kind of ride on him, but I'll tell you, he's the most personable, uh, friendly, um, easygoing, intelligent guy you're going to want to meet. Yeah,
2: that's what everyone who's met him has said. And
1: we ran into the guy at this convention, and he didn't know us, and we said, hey, here's what we do, and uh, how about coming down? And he said, yeah, I think my kid listens to the show, and uh, could I bring him along? And we said, fine. And he, uh, true to his word, uh, two weeks later, he walked in the studio, brought uh, some cds and some junk uh brought his kid along and his kid's friend and just sat there and was a, uh, a delight wow. so uh it kind of i i i don't like our society when we take really nice people who are basically just trying to do their own thing and uh and just everyone just jumps on that guy all the time it's, it's kind of cruel not
2: as bad as kathy lee though
1: well that's true but she kind of has it coming now why? She's a nice person. All right, let me exp- let me let me give. We never talk about See, any current issues. See, I go, I go back and
2: forth on her. <clears throat> See, sometimes I feel really sorry for her, and sometimes I just. Kennedy think she's a- inspires
1: us. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, uh, because we'll never take a call the whole night. But here's what I want to <laughs> say about that: the globe are vermin. There's no doubt about that. They are bottom feeding uh, vermin. They they feed on the misfortune of others, and and all of that. Uh, oh, we had was the it tape because
2: that Adam Carolla has syphilis cover story. They did.
1: You know what? That was uh, that was uh, my face on Hasselhoff's body, <laughs> <laughs> and the lesion was on his genitalia. So. <laughs> Please. No, the, the point is, is they, you know, they do this crap like, uh, well, we had the tapes and we didn't want to release the <laughs> tapes, uh, but we didn't. Uh, but they denied it. So in order to, it's just to save face, uh, right. because they're, uh, they have so much integrity, they had to release it. Listen, you're vermin. You are vermin. There's no doubt about that. I, uh, I hope you have fun cashing the checks because you're going to be you're going to be hammering those checks in hell one day. I guarantee it. Mm. You make a living off of exposing other people's weaknesses so that society can feed on it. It's a sad, sick uh, profession that they're involved with. Uh, But as far as Kathy Lee... She sets herself up because she's out there. Here's Cody, here's Frank, we're so in love. She rubs her relationship in the faces of people for years and That's years true. and people years.
2: Can't identify with that?
1: And now people are just waiting for her to stumble. Yeah. If she kept a low profile and didn't bring the kids on and rub it in everyone's face all the time, then it wouldn't be such a story. I but when you set the, people yeah. up, they look for you to fall.:
4: Also, I think we live in a time of lots of disappointment, and a lot of people live. Expecting idealized lives, this, this entitlement people have these days, and she looks like and sort of touts or flaunts the notion that she has an idealized life, everyone wants her to be human too. Yeah. Everybody wants her to feel like we all do and that, they're, they're, that things are not so ideal. And so she's a, she sets herself up as a target.
1: Right. She makes way too much, and uh, when you do that, you better be squeaky clean because you know everyone's going to put the jeweler's loop in mm-hmm. and see if they can find a flaw. And... Uh, They certainly uh, did. But it it does not let uh, people like the globe off the hook for just being uh, despicable. Corey, 15.
12: Hey.
1: Hey. And and by the way. Uh Uh-oh. I just want to say this. Ba, ba, ba. Why, is a society, we all just talk to these a-holes, like the globe, and, and, and talk to them as if uh, they were uh, above reproach. They've done nothing wrong. They've done, they, they put a video camera in a room, uh, got some tape of a guy having a liaison, and then spread it out all over the place. Something that 30 years ago uh, they would have been ostracized for. Because we had a code. This country used to have a code, and have, now it's all out the window. used to have ethics. A- ethics and uh, and journalistically and morally and now we,
2: no one takes responsibility for anything. Completely they do.
1: gone and everyone talking about the Globe and nobody has attacked them yet. I wish more people would. I wish they would just boycott them. George Clooney
2: doesn't like those tabloid talk shows.
1: Now see me sweating now.
2: Yeah, actually I do. And you're red. Well, my I mean, brother's criminology class. He learned that people who turn red really fast and they got angry were insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How much <laughs> your brother make a year? <laughs> I put him to work at my house. Corey, fifteen. Hey Adam. <laughs> hey.
12: I just think um you remind me a lot of Oscar de La Hoya, you know? Oh really? Yeah, you yeah. guys look alike.
1: Why? No, Anne, know, okay. hold on. Anne is vomiting into a trash can back there. Why?
13: No, Oscar has a pretty boy face. I know, Have but you seen Adam. Like, Adam, you're more, ru- <laughs> you're more rugged, Adam.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. That's what I like. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. more
13: like the Marlboro Man. The oh,
1: that's what I like. Okay. Go, yeah. Good backpedaling, Adam. <laughs> <man. laughs> Uh, was Mike feeding you those lines, or you just came up with those? All on my own. All right. I think Anne keeps a uh, Adam P.O.'d uh, cheat sheet in front of her. Uh, rugged Marlboro man. Uh, he'll be right back on track.
13: <laughs> but Oscar's so sweet and cutesy looking.
8: He, he is. All right. All right. You know, for
2: for a, McKennedy. You've for seen a me box.
1: You know, yeah, I oh might yeah. be able to take the guy.
2: Oh, without uh, question, your
12: reach.
1: Yeah, I got to reach advantage. All right, Corey. What is it?
12: Okay. Um, I have like a lot of problems, and um, I've. Like have depression, and I started cutting my wrists about like two years ago.
4: To try to kill yourself, or just no, just like self mutilation, cutting.
12: Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have like all these scars up and down my wrist, but nobody really notices because I always wear long sleeve shirts. Mm -hmm. Your parents know about it. No,
4: they don't know about that you have that you have multiple wounds in your on your forearms.
12: They don't really. They don't really.
2: Don't you guys go swim?
12: I don't. (laughs) i can't really do anything athletic because i have arthritis
4: what kind uh, of arthritis
12: juvenile rheumatoid
4: oh uh, see that must be really tough to deal with
12: yeah i had to um i had to take
4: a prednisone steroids yeah uh,
12: yeah i had to take prednisone uh, well, that's got to affect your mental state too yep
4: absolutely yeah
12: and my dad was an alcoholic and a drug addict oh
4: Corey! oh my god and oh then my, my
12: parents god. got divorced and
4: well are you getting any help
12: well, I I, I kind of did for a little while, but then they just said that I had depression, and they gave me a cerzone. Are you taking that? That's, I think and that's and the last and thing and she and needs it. to do is be putting anything else into
2: her body. Well, padding. no, hold on.
1: <laughs> Stand back. Drew's going to pounce <laughs> on you. Go, Drew. Somehow when she says it, it's not like having John Favreau say that. Yeah. He uh, put his boot in Favreau's butt when uh, Favreau what said did he, that. he that uh, Drew was getting close to mental breakdown on the TV <laughs> show because we'd done like uh, eight in the last uh, six hours, and uh, Favreau piped up with some of that rhetoric, and uh, Drew just uh, he just snapped and went well, off. Well, it,
2: it just seems like your body's own chemistry. Like, called him taking Swinger. Suck. Oh, no. you, you
4: got. You got. <laughs> You have to understand that she has got a chemical problem going on, and sometimes you want to fight chemistry with chemistry, and this is pretty serious, I mean this is a medically relevant issue here where she's starting to cut on herself now, she's got a very complex medical disorder, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, she's got some very serious interpersonal dynamic issues with the alcoholic dad that are not going to get better, even if she were to get in some kind of intensive therapy, it's going to take years to sort this stuff out, it's going to be a constant daily struggle. To take the edge off that, to to fight the biology that she's got, and to help her have a meaningful life, I would think medication would be appropriate. I do. Are you taking Serizone?
12: Uh huh. The uh-huh. yeah. I take. Does it help at all? No. Does I, that? It's that, I something that really does it help you
4: sleep? Difference. Does, does it help uh,
12: you? I take Ambien too mm. because I can take like two Unisom and it doesn't put me to sleep. I take I took Trazodone and yeah. I could stay up for days. Because, does, does be- Serizone have to do with good. serotonin levels?
4: Uh,
1: yeah, but it's good for sleep. Just uh-huh. go for sleep hey drew yeah hey kennedy uh, hey adam how are you we're running late for a break uh drew you want to talk to cory off the air well let me, let me i i think we're gonna wrap up Corey,
4: how <laughs> how listen
1: uh, No. know because drew, what do
4: you gotta pee because how can we help i mean cory what what are you looking for from us
12: okay well um i was just hanging out with a bunch of my buds like last week last monday i mean wednesday and um like, I was just wearing, like, a normal long-sleeve shirt as usual, and, like, my friends were, like, bugging me about it, and they were just asking me why, because I guess they're suspecting something. And this guy pushed up my sleeve a little bit, and he mm. saw all the scars, and, like, he just started freaking out. I didn't even say anything. Mm. And then he just started freaking out, and um he, like, went and told everybody, and now oh, nobody can be like, take my calls, and nobody penis. calls me anymore, and I don't know what to do.
1: Uh... He, uh, there's a place uh, uh, in hell uh, right next to the Globe editor's uh, spot. There's a bench uh, for him. I can't believe that.
2: I would hire someone to kick his ass.
1: This guy
4: is an asshole. He is an asshole, and it's a good thing he's he's not one of your friends. Wow, a uh, bookend assholes from Doctor
1: Drew. That's amazing. And uh, put that on a cart too. The a-hole, a-hole cart. All right. Uh, Drew, uh, listen, uh, talk to her off the air, please. Uh, we're we're, we're uh, dread- uh, dreadfully late uh, for, for uh, commercial break. And, uh, Corey, I, you know. Don't I'm...
2: beat yourself up, Corey. It's right. really, this really is not your fault. These are all these circumstances that you have no control over. Thanks. And it sounds like
1: you're doing your best. All right. And hang on. Now We'll talk a little off the air. All right. We'll be back.
14: What's up, you mutts? It's Kevin Clancy, better known as KFC from BarstoolSports.com, the most popular guy website online. Yes, now we're, we're doing car the Barstool car Network, buyers, which is everything that's great about that Barstool, brought to you in Last podcast. month, 45, podcasts Last over 45,000 cars were sold the time by the True the Car Certified Dealer and Network. To and TrueCar.com users saved an average of $3,046 like off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for
1: the car you're looking The Squirrel Nut Zippers, a very strange band. Nice. But strange.
2: Yeah, how were they? Were they nice? You get to meet everybody.
1: Yeah, they're nice. Oh, I get to meet everyone. You get to uh, meet everyone. And then I they come over to your I house and stuff. I met
2: and Perry Farrell <laughs> the other day. Oh. It was so excellent.
1: What was it like talking to Perry? I mean, uh, I don't think we've They uh, were both interesting because they him. were together. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: They were talking about Lollapalooza.
1: And how uh, sane is Perry these days?
2: He was He was pretty lucid. Oh, he was? Very lucid, yeah. Was He's it? very nice. He's so sweet. He's like, is this going to be easy?
1: Is he talking about, was he talking about extraterrestrials and uh, stuff like that? No, he was
2: talking about uh, all the environmental awareness that he's trying to bring to this year's Lollapalooza and how he wants to increase the appreciation for the black man. That's why he's having artists like Tricky and Snoop Dogg on the bill. And Snoop said that he wanted, you know, no color lines and he wanted his performance to be you know, really memorable, and, you know, Snoop was excited to be sharing the bill with a bunch of people, because it took some of the responsibility off him, and he was excited to work with all these techno artists, because right. they wanted to collaborate with, like, Tricky or The Orb, or... Uh,
1: I say uh, he calls the audience crackers, uh, gets drunk, and trashes his trailer. That's my prediction. <laughs> That's <odd>. All right. <laughs> Jamie, 17, you're on uh, Loveline with the great Kennedy from MTV.
10: Hi, dr drew hi adam hi kennedy hi jamie hi um i just wanted to talk about okay well i'm going out with this guy for eight and a half months now and i'm like way too clingy with him i mean if he goes anywhere i have to like go with him and i'm with him like every single day and i cannot stand to be away from him and it really bugs me and i don't know why
1: do we want to gamble
10: um
1: yeah should we man. be gambling jamie
10: I don't really think so. Mm. Could, but
1: mm. I don't think
10: it'd
1: get you anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to waste time. You weren't molested or beaten no. or anything like that.
10: I had like a perfect childhood. Nah.
1: Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, Godro, now he wants to gamble. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Eating disorder? No. Anorexia?
10: Nothing like that? Uh, nope. I was anemic for a while, but that has nothing to do with
1: Teenage me. profanity syndrome? Uh, no. No. When, when you have an uh, overly
4: idealized childhood, sometimes um, it's I'm not. I was
10: kind of spoiled.
2: Right.
4: It's really Why would non- she be
2: so scared to lose this person? Why would she have to be so clingy, though? If she had It's anxiety? actually a
4: pretty complex issue, but it, it has to do with abandonment issues and feelings of inadequacy and not, never having fully developed her sense of herself. Yeah. Because she's sort of caught up in this over idealized world that but was it's, her childhood. it seems
2: like it's never too late to do that. Like especially oh, for not. women. Like women, it seems can come into this awareness, like I- either in their late teens or their, you know, I- as late as their late twenties. Their, you know, their
4: independence or
2: I- their well, their, their sense, their of, worth. Self. Their yeah, sense their, of self. Yeah, their sense of self. Their, yeah. their sense of worth. I mean, I know women who who have you know been in abusive relationships and had horrible self esteem, and then they make like you know s- some pretty drastic changes in their lives, and they go. Oh, my God, I was completely screwed up. And, and then, like, they all of a sudden appreciate themselves. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
2: But I think she needs to do that because...
4: Uh, Is it interesting how, uh, how spoiling kids sometimes make them feel bad about themselves? Yeah, because well, they, 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 never they don't have, have, have,
2: like, a sense of security. When well, you don't have discipline and, well, and having discipline. a need to work
6: for something. Y- you
4: also don't know who you are because you never have to confront bad feelings. You never c- come up against things of their
1: disappointments and frustrations and yeah. things that help you define who you are. Well, I take back every bad thing I said about my parents yeah, they, in that case. You're perfectly <laughs> defined. You're, you're etched. Yes, they were great. Uh, there's some peanut butter uh, in the fridge. There's a celery stock and there's kibble uh, for <laughs> well, the dog in the cupboard. If you're hungry, you'll eat.
2: There, I mean, there gets to be a point where you, you have to stop relying on your parents, and you have to raise yourself. Like, you have to take care of yourself and your self-esteem. I mean, she has to go out and, and find something that she's good at or find something that she likes, and she has to throw herself into mm-hmm.
4: it, mm-hmm.
10: you know, yeah, instead well- of... I've been trying to do that but there's like nothing I could find that I could really get into.
4: Well, you're 17. It's still still young to figure out who and what it is
1: you want what to be. What are you are you a senior?
10: Um no, junior.
1: Oh, okay. that's right, we're at the end of the year now. Yeah. And uh, what do you uh, you want to go to college and stuff?
10: Uh, yeah, I want to go to UC Santa Cruz, but I don't know what Banana I want to. slugs.
1: <laughs> Why do you want to go there? Just to score mushrooms and uh, find yourself or w-
10: I don't read the works of I don't know.
1: Lennon my, and my sister like
10: said it was a good place to go. All right. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I want to go
2: there because someone else told me to.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i thinking investing some money. Is your sister around? I'd like to <laughs> see, what, see what her take is on yeah, the market. Yeah, how
2: Nike's doing.
1: Hey, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you, you heard it from the experts. Uh, it, uh, a lot of people, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, I, I'm, here's what I'm discovering. <clears throat> Whatever your environment is, has is, uh, been etched into you, and uh, it's fairly deep, the etchings, uh, at 16, 17, 18. As uh, you get older, like uh, the tide works on smoothing out a stone, uh, the etchings aren't quite as deep. I mean, it starts to wear them away. You get out of the environment, you go off to college, you start getting involved with other people, and other you have ideas. So
2: many experiences.
1: Hold on, yeah. don't give me the puss, uh, Drew. I get halfway into something, Drew shoots me the puss. Can I speak? No, let me finish. Uh, hopefully you do a little reading, you get a little therapy, you talk to some people, and it becomes a little less deep and a little less deep. And by the time you're into your early and mid-20s, hopefully, uh, even though the etchings are still there, they're not running your life.
2: I just think she hasn't had the ability to define herself. I mean, I just think she has been in such a homogenous environment. She hasn't had the ability to really find out who she is. And that may not happen. Like, when I moved to California when I was 18, I thought I knew exactly who I was. And then I I had, like, huge self-esteem issues you know, and it's like I realized all these things that have been troubling me, and and it, it really—I mean, it was—it was this huge awakening.
1: Right. To, two remarks. Well, that's what, that's basically what I would
4: say. Two things that for somebody like Jamie, usually the—but it
2: was the independence that I
4: usually the separation of going off to college precipitates a major crisis, and so she has to really take what Adam said quite seriously. That you do need to look into this. Let me recommend a book by a guy named James Masterson called, called "The Search for the Real Self." For that, you too.
6: Mm. <laughs>
1: And you too. Oh, it's so condescending when you point at us and say, uh, "You want to be like me?" Well, no, it's, <laughs> but it,
2: it seems like it, women more than men go through this. But I mean, it can also be like when you when you have this independence, like it can be it can be amazing. It can be very very positive, and that's what I found it to be because yeah. you know I was forced huh? to you know find out all these mm. things on my own, like everything from like doing my own laundry to like.
4: But but you had the resources and 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 life, you know, if things hadn't gone the way they went, it, it's hard to know what might have happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, 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 that's, that's the, your, your, your environment helped you, God, you know, be, for whatever reason, things worked out. Yeah. But if it had just been in college, grueling okay. through years of... Right. Uh,
1: right. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, I know girls who freak out in college, right. too. I mean, the and, and they get, you know, they get pregnant, they... they oh, okay. They well, listen, up. let me
1: remind the two of you we're on the air, and that uh, <laughs> the show is a uh, caller-driven show. Uh, and I, uh, we're
2: responding to a call though. Uh, this is a girl. Who's if we're
1: res- responding to a call. We got at ten ten though. Joe sixteen. Hi.
5: Um. I. I've never taken acid before, but <laughs> I want to take to stop, it. to
6: Yeah.
4: And how much pot do you smoke?
5: <laughs> <Sorry>? <laughs> how much pot not
4: do you that smoke? Much. Not that much. No. How many days out of seven?
5: Um. Just like every now and then with my friends.
2: Do you drink a lot? No. Do you much. do X? No.
1: Why not? Any of those synthetic I, I designer
5: th- drugs? No, I haven't started, but I just, like, I have curiosity about them. Yeah. How old are you?
1: 16. Huh?
5: 16? Yeah.
2: I would say wait till your brain develops a little bit more, because you don't want to mess with the chemicals in your brain. Okay.
5: Well, for my friend, like, he wants to go on, like, um, Drop Zone while on, like... That Charlie like. Sheen movie? No, Drop Zone, <laughs> like, the ride at Great America, like, the free-falling ride. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, and will, like, he die, like, from all the pressure and all that? No? No. <laughs> No. Okay.
1: Listen. it's uh, a cute
2: question. Though. You know,
1: I, he, here's my love line uh, theory, and you, you've heard a few of them. Uh, people who uh, call uh, the vagina the vagina should not be getting married. Uh, people who think uh, they may become impregnated because uh, their cousin whacked off in the jacuzzi uh, last <laughs> summer uh, should not be having sex. And uh, people who <laughs> think their heads are going to explode because they go in the drop zone uh, on a tab of acid should not be taking the acid. You see, yeah. you see my my theory here. Is it is it becoming clear? <sighs> right. Uh, all right, Joe. Please, uh, no acid for you.
2: Can we go on a tangent about the people who are defending the flight attendants against secondhand cigarette smoke? What's this now? And all the people who are like, there should be no cigarette advertising for juveniles. And and a guy from the Cato Institute, which is a brilliant organization in Washington, it's pretty much a libertarian organization. He was on Crossfire on Friday night saying, you know. What has Joe Camel done that's wrong? It's not false advertising. You know, all Joe Camel is saying is that smoking is fun and smoking is cool. Like, but it's true.
1: And, and it's a very effective campaign. I mean, uh, yeah, but why should whoever the government, came
2: up. Why should the government be the ones to say that, that, A, you can't smoke and that cigarettes should be outlawed?
1: The government makes the rules as they go. That's why they're the government. There's no rules that say you can't have Joe Camel yeah, advertise why the government? your cigarette. Why not the
2: person? Why not the individual? Why can't the individual say, I don't want to smoke because smoking is bad? It's very obvious. There are blatant warnings everywhere.
1: Oh, there's, there's many different angles uh, on this uh, subject, and uh, I have mixed feelings on it. But here's what I think uh, that I came up with uh, earlier in the week, although I have not spoken about it on the air. Uh, here's speaking of the government Joe and Cam- Joe Camel. Uh, first off, if they have a big uh, problem with Joe Camel, which they seem to, if I was the uh, makers of Camel cigarettes, I would simply change his name to Bob Camel. <laughs> That's a number one and get the government right off my back.
2: Maybe change his hair a little different pair of sunglasses. Yeah,
1: comb it over. Uh, <laughs> comb it over the hump. Uh, the, 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 the number two thing is, if, if here's here's the uh, here's the compromise I would reach for the government. Whenever the government comes out with a campaign, it never works. Yeah, You know, uh, just say no, uh, McGruff the just crime. Just say
2: no actually did work. Work, That's worked, great for like
1: that. 10 minutes. Uh, no, it
2: didn't work for 10 minutes. It worked for very right. young children.
1: Please, because it's an entertainment-oriented show. Could you Could you let me continue my riff for just I'm one moment, sorry. please? Yeah, so we... I think the government, because they're complaining about how effective the Joe Camel campaign is, should take Joe Camel and use Joe Camel. And what we'll do as a government to, so, is... To we'll, teach people not to smoke. We'll treat... No. We'll just use them for our own campaigns. We will trade them uh, Smokey the Bear and uh, McGruff the Crime Dog... For Joe Camel, and then we'll take Joe Camel and we'll have him say not to light forest fires and uh, not to leave your laptop computer uh, unattended at the airport.
2: But the scary thing about this whole thing
1: is... You guys like, aren't on board here at all. Like, <laughs> where, where, where does
2: it end? Like, where does where does this all end? So the government can completely ban cigarette smoking, completely ban tobacco, no cigars and cigarettes. We think they're bad for you. But I was thinking about this the other day. It's prohibition. What, what else is bad for you? The sun's bad for you. The sun is horrible. We should outlaw the sun. Driving's bad for you. Carbon monoxide is horrible and for you. And furthermore... Cheese is awful for you. In P.J.R. Work's book, All the Trouble in the World, he talks about how the state of Vermont should be sued. Because they're, they're pumping cholesterol into people's hearts, and they're dying of heart disease. Right. It's the same thing. People know it's, they're...
1: It's either that or that uh, sugary syrup they're pumping into society. We, yeah. Between the cheese and the syrup, we should really turn they Vermont should, into a parking lot.
2: There should be a huge embargo on the state of Vermont. All
1: right. Uh, we have to go to break. I uh, I certainly... W- my my take is is uh, the cigarettes are doing the government good because people are keeling over at 55, and we don't have to string them along with Medicare for 20 years. They're making the choice. All right. Uh, totally agreed. We'll be back. Song. Thank you for having me. Not too. only a talent, but a friend. Oh. Thank you. You're
2: my friend, too, Adam. I know.
1: You, too, Drew. Yeah, and uh, Drew, uh, who doesn't like many, uh, really digs uh, the Kenster. She's uh, she's wise beyond her years. She's uh, she's lovely, and uh, she's like I a, the words uh, to this
2: song. She- There's a summer place. Where it may rain or storm But I'm safe and warm From all care
1: Got nappy hair <laughs> Made in my underwear <laughs> Alright, we'll be back in ten seconds with the fabulous song Stylings of Kennedy
9: <laughs> This is Love Line On Radio
11: Station
7: QFM, Pasadena,
1: Los Angeles. The world famous K Rock. One zero eight five four.
2: Why do you stare at the picture of value? Forty
1: four fifty five. I was looking at the clock actually. I don't know why I'm uh, weird now. My, I could have hair like that quite easily, or hair like (laughs) Soupy's, because Soupy has hair like Al's that he's combing. There's a picture of Soupy Sales uh, right next to Al. But Kennedy, yes. Uh, yes. even though you're friend, mm. um we still uh would like to discuss your work and your projects and uh that kind of thing. Dang. For for about forty five seconds, okay. but we'd like to discuss it. Okay. Now uh what year are you on with uh, M T V?
2: Ninety two. September of ninety two. So it'll be five years in September.
1: Really? Yep. And a and an and uh an enduring personality i mean you've seen wow. a lot of folks uh, come and go. go yeah who was there when you got there in when 92? i first got
2: there uh steve isaacs karen bryant and karen duffy
1: uh-huh all uh making a big name for themselves uh, out there well duffy
2: yeah she's doing well karen's doing really well she uh, she was really really sick and she had to go undergo some radical chemotherapy really yeah she had a lesion on her brain oh my gosh she was she was amazing i talked to her a couple times she's so brave and and so incredible she was so sick she had a slow drip i guess and she was still working the whole time
4: what, really? kind, of, what kind of tumor did she had
2: she well it she said it was, it was it was a strange lesion it was inoperable and it was uh they figured out it's something that only african-american men in north carolina get like it's this really rare lesion and the only thing that would, it would respond to is chemotherapy Wow. So she lost all her hair, and you know, since then she's she's gotten better, and she's the still
4: hell
14: working.
1: African
4: Americans in North
1: Carolina. Well, there's probably be, uh, some some sort of army testing facility in North Carolina. Uh, Kennedy. Yes. So you're on your uh, fifth year. Yes. And uh, when, uh, I know MTV's a little sketchy with the lineups. <laughs> it's really like a spin the wheel of programming every night uh, on that uh, on that network. But uh, when can we find you most consistently?
2: There, There is no one consistent time. Since Alternative Nation has gone off the air, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm on during the day. I interview a lot of celebrities. Right. And
1: uh, Down at the Beach House.
2: Down at the Motel California. Motel
1: yep. California, right.
2: So I'm on throughout the day.
1: Did you ever go to Marineland
4: when you were a kid? Adam Oh you're talking to me Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's where that's it is That's what they converted Into the, the Motel California Oh really That's yeah. the old Marineland Wow Isn't that wild
1: Yeah I left a piece of my childhood there If you come across it
2: <laughs> Wow I thought good. that was a, That was on a, on a piece road. of tofurkey <laughs> <laughs> I put it on
11: my sandwich
1: Alright Don't make me discipline you uh, Joe 32
11: Hey how's it going
1: <laughs> Good What's going on
4: Joe
11: um, well, basically in a nutshell I have my ex girlfriend who's basically stalking me. She um I don't know, she thinks she's gonna get married to me. Oh, Zoe. <laughs> she she foresees this in my future.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean she foresees this in your future?
11: Oh, Paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> huh? Nothing. She's um she thinks she's a messenger from God. Mm-hmm. Paranoid when I first met her. She what? She thinks she's an angel.
4: And she's thought that since you first met her?
11: No, I didn't know this when I first met her.
4: Well, she's she's become psychotic then since you first met her. Will she she, do a lot of speed?
11: No, she's not on drugs. That's the, the thing that I don't understand.
4: Well, she is psychotic now. That that's called a delusion of grandeur, and that's that when people talk about somebody being crazy, that's what they're talking about people become delusional. Even if
1: you look at yourself as a mediocre angel, they be, they
4: believe they are they are God or Napoleon or. But so I look or, at
1: myself as an average deity, and they believe they can have like special
11: powers George and Bolton, special and thoughts, yeah. and yeah, and no, they that, can. That's the whole thing. She, <laughs> so I guess that she had a from the beginning on, but she didn't right. let it out. Now.
4: All right, Joe. Uh, no, Joe no, no, the genius Joe. was uh,
1: dating a crazy woman yeah, and Joe, now a surprised oh, that there's no. problems.
4: It's not a matter of her letting it out. It's that she is decompensated now and she, she is becoming mentally ill, uh, whether it's a bipolar illness or some kind of, as Kennedy said, some kind of schizophrenic but process.
11: Yeah, see, what happened with me is um, I fell really, really deep in love with her. and
4: Well, she, she needs to see a doctor getting, immediately.
11: Yeah, she ended up getting together with my best friend.
4: She... Uh, I'm, I'm not
1: kidding. She, this is Listen, a, we don't need the particulars. This yeah. is a serious, She needs help. She's a serious medical problem. Yeah. All right. How does he get her to help? How does he steer her to help? I, is, she, is she
4: coming around and doing funny stuff?
11: Uh, well, no, that's what she does. She'll sit outside my um, window because of the situation where I live. I can't see her, but I know she's out there because she'll write poems and letters and sit them on my car. And the hours that I go to sleep, what I say to my friends who are in my apartment, everything. And then then she 'll leave notes at where I worked and it just it just keeps going on and then when I see her and try to tell her you know move on she doesn 't want to do it, and she starts getting
4: joe she is psychotic. do not try to
11: rationalize, rationalize like
4: yeah with somebody who is not percent. whose brain is not working right. Uh, you should call the authorities and they can get her into a psychiatric facility, probably against her will, because she is gravely disabled. Aww,
1: Kevin, so 20. So Unless, uh, and, and uh, I don't want to dwell on my... Uh, what
2: if she really is an angel?
1: That's, that's uh, Kennedy, here's my point exactly. We are living in a society where uh, where if you stop uh, you know, 80% of the people on the street and you say, uh, do you believe in the Lord? They go, uh, yes. And then when someone says, hey, I talked to Jesus, ah, take him away. Yeah. He's a nut job. Yeah. So I don't believe people believe like they say they believe. Hmm. Otherwise, if someone said, hey, I'm an angel or, hey, uh, I, I spoke to, uh, to the maker last night, they'd go, well, really? Good, what'd he say? <laughs> do, do you understand this thinking? Not really. Okay. You believe in God?
2: Sure, Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Okay, so you believe in God. Yeah. But yet, if I told you I spoke to God last night, you'd think I was a crackpot.
2: Well, I'd wonder if if maybe you had bowed your head and and prayed to the Lord,
1: Uh, Adam. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. But if
2: you... Isn't there a book like Conversations with God where this guy was like, yeah, I was awakened by an angel.
1: Right. And we all think he's a nut job.
2: No, the book is is a bestseller.
1: All right, because people want to read about the nut job. Kevin, 20. (laughs) Yeah, how you doing? Good. You're uh, panting like old yeller over there. (laughs) Well, I was just laughing at Kennedy. Oh, okay. Laugh with her, would you? Yeah, exactly. Okay, with her. I was laughing with Kennedy. Thank you. Thank you.
9: Anyway, my problem. uh, I've been sexually active with a girl for about three years, and uh, the problem is she can't have an orgasm. How old is she? She is going to be 18 this month. Uh,
4: She would be normal at that age, typically. Okay. It's not that she can't have it, she just hasn't been able
9: to yet. She's so it's it's something that will eventually happen, probably?
1: Probably. Yeah, you won't be there to enjoy it. <laughs> She's going to have one, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> She'll call you, though. Where's Anne? Anne is uh, in trying to induce an orgasm in the bathroom as we speak. Oh, no, there she is. Yes. Has no idea we're talking about her. All right, uh, listen, Kevin, Have you has she had other partners before you? Yeah, a lot,
9: since she hasn't ever had one. Lots. since she became sexually active lots, lots. well not, okay N-
1: like not bad lots right okay okay and uh but enough to have yeah. um uh, uh felt the uh warm caress yeah. of a gentleman and knows uh that it's nothing that you're doing or not doing correct right okay what about when she's alone
9: uh she she hasn't when she's alone she doesn't like to do that kind of thing i mean she's tried it but she is not a big fan of it. So. See how
4: different that is for for women than a man. For women, it feels silly, weird, yeah, not yeah, right. Exactly. They can't quite find the emotional place to have that those right. responses happen. And for a man, it is a purely mechanical issue. It it's because is because
2: boys aren't sluts, and there's not that no, sexual stigma.
4: No, no, I really think it is a purely different process. Women, the sexual so response, it, is a women's different sexuality
2: pro- is internal. Men's sexuality is right there. It's obvious
4: it's more it's more than that the women it's internal and it's emotional if the right. emotional elements aren't in place it, it seems weird silly yeah. it doesn't make sense and for a man
1: everything's in place uh, Kevin it. does she enjoy being intimate with you yeah. yeah here's the thing and and, and uh, here's an interesting point um, Everybody projects their own feelings onto everyone else. And when you're having sex, you you do it onto your partner. And that's why men uh, approach women sexually the way they want to be approached, Mm. which was always screwed up. Like, they always want to pound away and smack and slap and have Mm -hmm. sweat fly. And women want to be caressed and they want to be held and they want the the slow grind. Yeah. And and so we always approach our partners the way we'd want to be approached, but they're different. And my point is this. To a man, to have sex without an orgasm is almost a redundant experience. I mean, it's almost like, why bother? Yeah. And so we then throw that onto the woman. And we say, if she's not having orgasms, when we're having it's a total failure. You you see your orgasm, you see
2: everything, like you you see everything and, and women feel
1: right. Right, much and more. She she must be having a horrible time. Yeah, and uh, the truth is, is that a plenty of women don't have mm-hmm. orgasm on plenty of occasions when they're having sex. Lord knows I'm an expert at this. No one has done re- more <laughs> research into females' inability to have orgasms during <laughs> and in, how they feel the afterwards. Afterwards. <laughs> and how they feel afterward. And, and they like the experience because uh, they like the um, the connection, the intimacy. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Boy, we're really, uh, we're really honing it's our crap down, Drew.
8: Sympathico. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sympathico is uh, what Drew and I are. Ed, 31.
9: Uh, it's Al. Is it Alex?
1: Oh, okay. Sorry.
9: Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, Kennedy, yep. I really like you. <laughs> I enjoy God. watching you on MTV and everything.
1: You must be a secure male. Why is that?
2: Well, Because the insecure ones have a big problem.
1: They have a problem with a woman with an opinion in a ski camp.
9: Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> I love a uh, woman with a strong opinion. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I guess my problem is um, I have very strong feelings for my sister-in-law. <laughs> I've been married for 10 years, have two kids. Mm. and um,
2: The forbidden fruit.
9: Uh, well, we haven't re- acted on it. We've just recently acknowledged our feelings towards one another, and a lot of it had to do with pressure from my wife. Pressure? Yeah. Well, we we've been basically we become really good friends throughout this whole experience I mean I guess because she's always been you know around in family gatherings blah 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 She's she's around a lot what do you mean pressure from your wife um she just one day started accusing us of going off and having an affair and stuff like that and we we weren't we never I never really thought about it I mean my wife is far better looking to her number one uh, she, my wife is actually very beautiful and not to say that my sister-in-law isn't but she's you know, a little on the heavier side and, but, but she's a great person and we, we just always had a real good bond. What's going on in your relationship
4: with your wife? I'm sorry. What's going on in your relationship with your wife?
9: Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> um, it just seems like, uh, there's something missing. What? Um, I don't know.
4: Well, don't, why don't you work on that?
9: Yeah, that, that, I'm sure that ha- you have two kids quite a bit to do with it Look, um, you have
4: two kids, you have a huge responsibility to them to create a healthy family
9: right, oh yeah, you, I mean, I, I, I agree 100% and this, this is just this is kind of just, you've been eating at me lately and I, I'm I really it, I'm trying to repress this And well, no, eventually,
4: I, if you don't deal with whatever the problem is in the relationship you're not going to be able to repress anything you're going you're gonna to do something to screw up that relationship right, right Oh, I. you've got to go get some help and work in that relationship this is a time bomb
9: um, part of, some of it has to do maybe with the fact that my wife's currently being tr- treated with, uh, for some depression. She's, uh, you know, kind of had some problems with panic attacks and stuff like that in the last couple of years. And finally, I convinced her to go see somebody about it. And we started with with her, with our doctor. And That led to a therapist, which she seems to be doing a little bit better. But um,
4: one of the things that happens when one one partner's in therapy uh-huh. and starts getting better is the relationship can really be stressed. If the other person doesn't come along and grow similarly, uh, sometimes relationships don't survive well,
9: well, that. That's, well, her, what she tells me is, she, she seems to think that I'm growing without her, is what she's telling me. And I don't, I don't understand, I, mean, I, I I guess I do like quite a bit of reading and stuff like that, which she seems to be threatened by. She's even told me that. Does and, she
2: take and, care of the kids mostly?
9: Oh, yeah, I do. I, I mean, it's, it's a 50-50 deal. I, when, when I'm off work... I'm home with the kids and she goes to work and vice versa. So it's pretty much where we have equal time with the kids. And when I'm home with the kids, I'm, I'm basically the one they're with. So, you know, I make sure they're fed, well, blah, blah, blah. She's
4: got a professional taking care of her. Go to that person, ask for some input on what's going on here and how it should be managed. Because this is not about the sister-in-law. I mean, you, you, you're opening volley about the sister-in-law is you're not attracted to her. No. and yet you have these intense feelings that you don't know how to no, deal with that's just it, it's it's some kind of a hostage situation you're trying to jump ship to escape whatever is going on in your relationship with your wife you have two kids you have responsibility to them D- make this relationship healthy commit yourself to that it may be uncomfortable for a while but get clear in your head that leaving this relationship is not an option
2: yeah because at that point it's it's not just your life i mean you really tear kids lives apart uh, when you some
4: data came out today that was on divorces that shows uh, that, you know, there's a lot of focus on getting kids through the time of divorce, you know, mm-hmm. so they they found out that the emotional impact and the problems that kids have from divorce come in their adult life when they mm-hmm. have lousy relationships, they don't function well at work, they don't they don't achieve the way they would have otherwise. You're looking well, I got to
1: go cry. Hold what on. What is... You want to take over the show, Kennedy?
4: <laughs> think what oh, you could have been, Adam.
1: My dad had left when I was eight. <laughs> Although I thought it was fine, actually. But, you know, it's uh, it's a lesser of two evils. You know, my family was so screwed up that... Uh, yeah,
2: but you joined the circus. You had your family.
1: Yes, yeah, so we were the Flying Corollas. It was a carnival, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Flying Corollas. The Sweating Corollas. The
1: Sweating Corollas. I was in the geek show. I was the bearded ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, 17. Oh, uh, actually,
13: Tara.
1: What did I call you? Tara. Oh, it's Kara?
13: No, it's Tara with a T. I,
1: that's what I said, Tara.
13: Oh, I thought you said Kara.
1: Oh, stop correcting people your whole <laughs> life. It pisses them off.
13: Yeah, you're right. Okay, anyways, I dated this guy for a year and two months, and we kind of went through this makeup breakup crap, and finally in January we broke up for good, and we broke <sighs> up for four months, and now lately I've been, all my entire thoughts are just consumed by him, and I know he is the guy I love. I love him with all my heart, and I'm trying. You don't. Yes I do. No you don't. Yes I do. No you don't. Obsession is not love. <clears throat> when you're obsessed with someone because like
2: that Because if you it's did when that. you
4: were with him you'd love him, but you don't like no. him when you're with him. You like the the, the thought of him.
13: No, you know, I Co-drew. lost a baby and his baby in November. You what? Really? You what? I lost his baby in November, and that really At the
1: mall or what?
13: <laughs> no, no. Um I had a miscarriage. And How
1: far along were you?
13: 2 months. How old you know? are you? Seventeen. I know it was a big mistake, and
1: that'll be a chapter in your book, Kenny. <laughs> go ahead.
13: <laughs> no, and you know I was really torn up by that. It really hurt me bad. And you, you
1: know, I, uh, but were you planning at the time uh, of uh, seeing the full uh, going through full term with the child and then having a relationship with him?
13: No, it was. I was going to go full term, but give it up for adoption. We both mm. knew that you know there's no way we could have a baby. Right.
1: With that, eh? Oh well, there is no a way. threat of sanity here. Yes. Yeah.
13: Okay, and and so you know, and now it's kind of like I tried, t- I tried, to, I tried to call him and talk to him, and he won't. He completely blows me off, even though he said that we should always be friends and everything. And I just, <sighs> just was just he time. your
4: first love? Yeah. Okay, uh, you are you are getting to the point where you're actually having to say goodbye to this relationship, and you're just not willing to do it. You've been able to distance yourself and sort of deal with it realistically for a little while, but when it really comes time, when you're really having to confront the fact that he is gone, you can't do it. It's very painful, it's very difficult, it takes many months to get over, but it's an important transition for people to go through, and everybody has to go through it. And, everybody and has a first love, everybody leaves it behind. We could
1: do an hour on this, and it wouldn't make a dent in it. Uh, just, It is one of those things, it is like going to the dentist. It is just one of those things in life that you have to do... Uh, so your teeth don't fall out when you're 35. And, and oftentimes people... It makes will... you a better person. Yeah, yeah. You have to go through it. I, I don't know how else to explain it. It is the most intense pain I've ever yeah. felt. Yeah, you and you end up, you'd end up clinging a little bit, didn't you? You got kind of clinging... Well, I don't know okay. if How I'd call it. Uh, if I'd call it clinging, but uh, Stalking, I did okay. get drunk, barge into her house, and insist <laughs> on getting my softball mitt back a year after the relationship, <laughs> with tears pouring down my eyes, only to find a condom. Uh, Is e- that true? An expired condom underneath the bed while I was looking for my. Is softball. that true? Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh my God, that's yeah. so horrible. It sounds like such a cute little funny out of made up story, but no, it's, it's true. real.
1: Uh, Listen, oh. Kenny, you don't you don't know the pain and that it so, was in my life.
4: And, and people that have trouble dealing with these
1: abandonment issues, mm-hmm. they can be very, very painful. I was uh, I was older. I was like twenty. Yeah. Maybe twenty one. You, you were out of it for like a year after that, weren't you? I I was I would say, uh, realistically, at age twenty one, Hill could have been twenty two. I can't quite recall but the point is this i was an adult i mean i was living on my own i was working i was riding a motorcycle i was uh, <laughs> drinking on the weekends and i was in a profound funk for a good 9 months and i mean like uh, close to suicide kind of funk uh for like 9 months and then for probably 3 or 4 months after that in a pretty bad way. I mean, in the greatest, uh, and and my my life was such a such a such a horrible mess anyway that it was so painful. I, I, I was installing closets with six born again Christians for a living, uh, taking a unit over at the junior college, and uh, basically getting my car towed every other weekend. So, uh, and living in a one bedroom apartment, in North Hollywood, with three guys. God,
2: that sounds like my life when I moved to L.A. <sighs> Except for the Christians. <sighs>
1: Okay, that uh, that really only confounds things. The, uh, the the religion being mixed in when you're trying to kill. As a matter of fact, one time,
9: <laughs>
1: one time when you I was at my so w- when I was at my worst, when I was at my like the worst night I ever had, like maybe the day after I found the condom uh, uh, thing or something, I got uh, into the uh, van at seven thirty in the morning with the Born Agains. Uh, one guy used to speak in tongues. Uh, uh, I- ironic, he didn't speak much English, but he spoke fluent tongue. <laughs> and uh, they'd carry the Bible, and they'd ask for travel and mercy before we went out to Encino and installed the closet. God, I should tell you the time I installed the closet in the wrong house. That is my favorite closet <laughs> installation. The wrong house. And installed oh, it because beautiful. they had a Spanish maid who didn't speak any English. Oh, I'll tell no. that story when I come back. But uh, we were driving in the in, in, in the van, and these guys were asking for travel and mercy and this and that and everything else, and I said... Uh, Boys, uh, I'm in a real bad way this morning, and uh, they said it's it's over a woman. And they said, uh, I said, what do you guys do about women? And and they went. We just sit back, brother, and we just wait because God plans it all out, and God takes care of us, and God uh, this and that. And I just went ballistic for about that. I just lost it It, at that point. just started screaming about the the devil and the killing. (laughs) All right. When we come back, remind me to tell you the story about the time I installed a closet in the wrong house.
15: Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much uh, – l- I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Okay. Oh, uh, now all I do is go to Amazon.
4: Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner. located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon
1: and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Uh, ice tea. Like that ice tea. All right, this is Loveline. Uh, that is Dr. Drew. I'm Adam Carolla. Now, and did she did you say was better,
2: cake or pie? I can't remember. Is
1: uh, Kennedy. And you know my feelings on pie. I
2: can't, you like pie better? Or cake? Yep.
1: Yes. Pie?
2: pie. Okay, that's right, because I like cake better. I like that pie. That would be a
1: huge hurdle for us to overcome as a I like a
2: cobbler. Do you like cobbler?
1: Oh, Sure. You can't go wrong with cobbler because cobbler is really uh, pie. It's rectangular pie. Uh, really, uh, it's, it's rectangular pie uh, disguised as uh, as cobbler or cake, but it is, it is pie. All right, let me tell you real quickly before I forget the uh, story of uh, installing a closet in the wrong house. And, and I'm not talking about going up and putting in a hanger uh, rod or something. I'm talking about tearing out uh, the old closets. And installing a new, uh, you know, these Euro uh, prefab, uh, you know, uh, white veneered things with the oh. chrome poles and everything. I but mean, you have to, you have to bolt them into your closets. Yeah, you use uh, drywall screws and uh. put cleats in the wall. No, really? you know, you're tearing yeah. out baseboard and stuff out? like that. Well, here's what happened. The uh, address of the house uh, that I needed to install the closet in mm-hmm. was the street that I grew up on which was uh, called uh, the Street oh. over in uh, beautiful North Hollywood, uh, California. And the street that I was currently living on in my crappy one bedroom apartment in, uh, off of Laurel Canyon was a street right next to Hartsuk. So when the boss said, here's the address and here's the street name, I said, oh, it's the street I, I live on. And it was the street I lived on. But I equated that with the street I grew up on, which was one street over. Oh, An wow. easy enough mistake. So I went to the same address, but I was one street over. And I knocked on the door. And let me tell you, if you're wearing a tool bags and you've got a tape measure on you and a cap, uh, you'll walk right, I'll walk <laughs> right into Fort Knox and take whatever I need. I knocked on the door and a Spanish maid answered. Uh, yes, uh, she didn't speak a lick of English. Uh, uh, I'm doing work, uh, trabajo uh, in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, in. And she was like, uh, We know. You. Uh, yes, we're putting the closet in. Come on, boys. Uh, marched right in, right past her. I walked right in the closet. I uh, had to do the closet in the bedroom, master bedroom closet. Walked in. All right, start tearing stuff out, throwing stuff out in the truck, uh, putting up hooks, screwing stuff, doing you know, I was there for two hours. Were you
2: upset that they hadn't taken anything out of their closet first?
1: Uh, we've had this happen before, and I, I cursed them to a, a little bit, but I threw it out on the bed, you know, and, and went to town. Now then, I uh, went back to her when the uh, job was over because the boss said, "Make sure you collect the money." And I went to her and I handed her the invoice and I said, uh, the dinero, I made that, uh, international money thing where you rub your, uh, and your thumb together. Money, money. And it, uh, it's also sex too, I think. <laughs> And she, For
2: you it is. <laughs> yeah, because it's money
1: m- money equals sex. Oh, I see the, m- the move with the hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Anyway, she said, uh, she said uh, no, uh, no, no. And I said, yes, yes, money, money, uh, check uh, for the work. And she said, oh. And I, I, I took the invoice and I showed it to her and I showed her the address on it. Here is the address. And she grabbed a piece of mail and showed it to me. And of course, the address <laughs> was on it. And I had that little thing, you know, in life. Uh, there's that. There's a, there's a. There's just a small window in between the time you were uh, incredibly right, and you effed up incredibly. There's like uh, a. There's like a God. second and a half in there that the dawning period. I like the, to call the it The sinking feeling. The sinking where it's like it, the feeling goes from I am absolutely right to huh what to holy ass, <laughs> I got to get out of here. So I realized I was at the wrong address, and. I got sketchy and started sweating (laughs) profusely from the brow, as uh, my theme would go. And she got sketchy because she had, like, a little infant there. She was looking at and she ran for the phone. And I don't know who she was calling, but I'm guessing the people in the house. I ran for the closet, uh, put the Makita on reverse, and started pulling everything out. Just uh, yanking it all out. uh, Tucked as much of it under my arm as I could get. uh, Threw it uh, into the car, into the truck, and uh, took off.
2: And you never contacted them again?
1: (laughs) Mm, Nope. Oh, Adam. What was it going to do? I was young. I was scared. I was confused. Could you imagine if I really just left the closet in there? Normally, we don't take pay. We get paid like uh, a week later when they send it in. Could you imagine them coming home to a closet that was uh, installed?
2: They probably would have been
1: stoked. I know. Except for now, there's just a bunch of holes in the wall. You took took it all out. (laughs) Oh, yes, oh. I had to go install it in the house down the street oh. and imagine Did this Did you
2: go to the house down the street and
1: yeah, on and the she, other street. I was an hour late, and she was like, "What where the hell have you been?" and I, was, uh, and I gave her the old don't ask and <laughs> but uh imagine the Spanish maid trying to explain uh to oh. the owners when they came home from work oh. that day what the hell went Why on? A in a here? bunch of holes in their closet <laughs> uh, crystal twenty two
3: yeah. Hi, guys. Doing tonight? Good, Hi, Crystal. Um, this is for Kennedy. Okay. Um, I occasionally watch the MTV show, and I just wanted to say, um, you're a really good influence for young women that are growing up because you're not that ditzy blonde on Singled Out. No offense if she's your <laughs> friend, but I can't stand her. She she's is an idiot. My
2: she's super nice.
3: <laughs> well, I choose to ditzy, and I think you speak your opinion you say you know what you're feeling you stand up for what you feel and i think that's really
1: good all on cue cards i don't want to burst your bubble are. <laughs> but it's are? all oh, on really? teleprompter yeah, I, I don't there.
2: have an opinion to my name oh you don't Danny. no 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 there's a uh, whatever, whatever sounds cool at the moment
1: middle-aged balding jewish man who's saying uh here's kennedy's take on joe camel
3: <laughs> oh well <there's laughs> yeah then he's with me
1: right man. now <laughs> irv like, Rubenstein. <laughs> But that's
3: basically it. <laughs>
2: that's very nice of you. That's very, very flattering because I tend to hear, but even if, even if someone compliments you, you only remember the negative.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm, uh, listen, uh, we are definitely living in a society where when a woman has an opinion and takes a stand and has a little zest and verve and some intelligence to back it up, a lot of people, women included, and I don't know why, but they feel uh, um, very uptight about this as if it was an attack on them, whereas guys get praised. For having this attitude. Yeah, that's true. So uh, it's nice, uh, nice to be propped up every once in a while. Fred.
15: Hello. Thirty-three. Pismo.
1: Hey. Hi. What was that last word?
15: Oh, Pismo. I'm from Pismo. Oh, okay. But um, I just wanted to check in with Doctor Drew and find out what the deal was with
2: um. penile papules.
15: Excuse me, Kennedy. Hi. Hi. Hi, Fred. Sorry, forgot to mention. you. Um, I just wanted to check in with the uh, the bit about having the um, orgasms. Um, males technically um, ejaculate; they don't technically have orgasms, unless I'm missing out on something. Do you have any idea what I'm? A, a
4: to? climax is an orgasm, male and or can, male or female.
2: I heard males can't have orgasms without
15: ejaculating. I've that, been that with women true. who have shuddered. I've never shuddered, just shaken to where I thought they were having like a seizure almost.
1: What uh, what uh, Fred? Yes What point? is your point here?
15: Um, I was just—he was referring to the uh, the fact that you're having an orgasm. That's I ref, I, I I look at that as a woman's.
4: The word orgasm is describing the human climax.
15: Okay. Um, human,
4: male or female. Okay. That's what the word means.
15: Um, I was re- referring to it as like having a
2: ejaculation a and an orgasm. No. It's it's they're It's two different things, but they happen at the same time in men. Right.
15: I was re- I was just referring to a woman's climax versus a man's orgasm or climax. Um it didn't seem the same with any woman I've been with. Not that I've been with a ton of women, but I mean,
4: each, each one of the women has been different.
15: Well, n- mostly the times they've had an orgasm, it's been like they've just shuddered. They have just completely Almost lost control, and then.
2: Oh, you wild you know. man, Fred! Fred, what's that? Stop the me, guy, Adam! I want guy, to die to the
15: My hold on! I don't ever shudder like that. I don't All know. right,
1: hold on. Let's uh, let's uh, put the shuddering aside for a second here. Okay. Let's close the shutters for a second. Okay. Fred, uh, time to time to close. Them Let now. me talk to you for. What video store do you work at? Uh, I currently? don't work
15: at a video store. You don't. I don't. I don't rent videos. You don't. No, but I've been with women.
1: What do you do for a living, Fred?
15: Um, I inspect produce products.
2: Mm-hmm. You're a produce guy.
1: Yeah, and uh, what does that uh, entail? Uh, it Entails, you know, thumping a lot of product m- on quality. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so you
2: were the guy that let the strawberries in from Mexico. Thanks a lot. Absolutely not.
1: Do you do a lot not of th- even close? You me. do a lot of thumping and probing.
15: <laughs> um, I wouldn't call it probing.
1: All right. Uh, you've never uh, had uh, sex with a with a or some sort of a cassava melon that went into the reject pile. You've never mounted it in any way.
15: Oh, I hope not.
1: Okay, all right, <laughs> Fred. You uh, smoke uh, a lot of weed. What's going on with you?
15: No, I was just trying to refer to the uh, the orgasm thing. It doesn't.
1: It all right, doesn't, men have uh, orgasms. Uh. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry.
15: And, and
4: yours one. have been different than the women you've been with. Absolutely. That's
2: because you're a man and they're a woman. No, no,
4: because Frisbee Fred is Fred.
2: But Fred is also assuming that... Your orgasms are unique, and no one has the same orgasm. Right, and
4: Fred is assuming that everybody, all males have them like him. No. He's making that assumption.
2: And some males have pearly penile papules.
1: Your uh, semen is much like your thumbprint. There's nobody else uh, whose uh, semen matches yours. Is that correct, Ro? I guess, yeah.
4: Is is that so? Well, I mean, the sperm are all genetically different, so yes.
1: So if a guy were to uh, masturbate at a crime scene, they could use that. Yeah. For what? For IDing him? I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm just saying. They say no to thumbprints. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean the that, ra- that's DNA. Yeah. All right. Well, just just uh, listen. I don't mean to uh, overstate the obvious, but we have a lot of Youngstone listeners who are asking <laughs> themselves the same question. And uh, I get I ridiculed for bringing time? it up. I- yes. All right. We'll um, bring my uh, hamper down to the lab and be back after this. not go. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew, she is Kennedy, and there's uh, something I didn't uh, want to forget. I don't know, I've got to make a note here. I want to sponsor a um, vasectomy. Right. For who? Uh, for for uh, someone who is... A worthy... Uh, worthy candidate. Uh, someone who's uh, young, has too many kids, uh, not necessarily young. Not too young because it would be a hard time to have a vasectomy or a hard time getting it through. Anybody who's been irresponsible irresponsible with their, with their sperm. Poor parent. You know what I mean? Like uh, Dennis Rodman's dad. Oh. He has like 75 kids. Does he really? I, I He has... I, I think he has into the 30s. Wow. Or something like really? that. Really? And to me, a guy like that has uh, done... Uh, more harm to society than uh, like smallpox. Yeah, I would like to sponsor for instance people a lot of people a lot of guys would like a vasectomy. Uh, the guys who are on like their eighth kid don't necessarily want another kid. They just want a screw and they're too lazy to put on a condom. Yeah. I think if we had sponsored vasectomies we could clean up this uh, world of ours one bad dad at a time. Okay. So uh, I hear it's about 500 bucks. Uh, I have said I will put in the first uh, 50. Engineer Mike's down for 20. Drew's down for 20. And uh, the girls and Ann are in for 10. So that is 100 bucks. Now, what we will do is have a bit of a telethon, and uh, it, it'll be like Jerry's nads.
2: And you don't, you don't have any one specific person
1: No, mind. but we're going to have uh, candidates call in. And uh, we'll get get a tote board and uh, maybe uh, put you in a sequins dress and uh, you know check the numbers. I would love it. And we'll get some celebrity, get like uh, Jason Priestley's cousin, in here as the uh, celebrity, yeah. and uh, if he has one. And uh, we will have people pledge fifty cents, a dollar, five bucks. Maybe we'll have businesses who listen to the show call in and pledge, and we'll uh, we'll get somebody we'll get somebody a vasectomy. Drew, is this an idea? Absolutely Yeah. Alright, I I understand, Drew Indigo Yes Hey Howdy Hey So I have two things
6: One is, uh, I guess, first of all, probably for Dr. Drew Yeah And you may have some experience in this department I'm uh, probably a charter member of the uh, napping and masturbating club Oh, really? But uh, my ejaculate seems to turn things blue like even a light blue towel will be turned a darker blue in like this little splatter pattern.
1: Uh, that means your hamper's pregnant if it turns blue. Wow! Oh. If it turns pink, uh, you just got to do a load of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So when you masturbate, whatever you masturbate into, it uh, turns blue. Pretty much. This is a uh, Tammy Wynette song, isn't it? I don't
6: know. Okay. <laughs> So is that something that could be dietary-related, or is it something I should, you know, uh, getting checked out? Have you
2: tried it on a white towel?
6: Yet. And what happens? Turns blue. Sheets turn <laughs> blue. Uh,
4: I've
1: never heard of anything like this. What uh, medication
4: you want? From no medication. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what does your diet consist of? Uh, grape flavor, razzles?
6: No. No uh, serious artificial colors
1: or anything. Pretty... <laughs> Sound diet. Hmm. No, not much. Perhaps uh, someone broke a uh, ballpoint pen off in your urethra many years ago, and it is passing through it on its way out. No recollection. <laughs> hold on. And she- the <laughs> Hold on. Was, hold on. Uh, 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 Ann is cracking her own crap up over there. Uh, she wants to know if you're a Smurf. Nope.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no family history of blue fuzzy things.
1: <laughs> All right. Second thing was. Uh- it's not a gag uh, masturbatory towel, is it? Uh -uh. My buddies got me one once uh, I I masturbated into it and it came out like the uh, Shroud of Turin and it really uh, turned me off. (laughs)
6: They stay blue after washing and everything. All
1: right, what's your (laughs) other question?
6: I'd like to uh, sign up for your vasectomy program, please.
1: Oh, you would? You bet. This is not going to help your... uh, It's time that we broke down the color barrier, even when it comes to masturbation. Uh, Do you have kids? No kids. Been married two years. Neither one of us wants them. Mm-hmm. Would improve
6: our uh, sex life greatly.
1: Oh, would. Ooh, All right. Yeah. Wh- why don't we? Uh, I, I'm really more concerned about people who have kids and shouldn't be having kids. But it doesn't sound like you should be having kids. And here's what we're going to do, a- Indigo. Yes. Um. Hey, uh, Sherry or uh, or Lisa. Mm,
2: his name is Indigo, and he's. Mm.
1: Interesting. Uh, That's my uh, sh- stage name, so I didn't have to give up my. Uh, what are you Canada. doing? What stage? All right, listen.
6: Well, no stage, just my name is sort of unique, and people would know that I'm a huge masturbator now if I was oh, okay. in public with it. All so. right,
1: yeah, I, I, I keep that on a raft to myself. Uh, <laughs> Sherry or Lisa, take Indigo's, yes, please, uh, take a piece of paper, uh, call it the uh, vasectomy candidate list, or uh, VCL, and uh, get Indigo's uh, name, his uh, age and uh, 32. put a zero there for no kids and uh, get his phone number off the air. And uh, we will then have this uh, campaign, and I will pick uh, the most qualified. Uh, Indigo, i got to say you're a little down in the running because you don't have any children. On the other hand, the thought of you uh, raising a child uh, that's, is, that's is so frightening scary. that you jumped to the head of the list. Perfect. All right, Indigo. All right, so hang on. Uh, we're going to give your number uh, to the beautiful Sherry. Sherry? Yeah. Okay. you get Indigo's number. No Thank you. All right. Don't give me the condescending thumbs up. All right. I don't know if you hear me. That's all. All right, please. Some, some sort of catalog must have just come in because the girls are just giddy over there. All right. Uh, Roy, uh, 22. Roy.
5: Hi, um, I got it. I got it funny question about love for you to change the subject from sex um i've been going out with a girl for about eight months now and it's the first time i've ever really gone out with an absolutely uh, beautiful woman all my friends tell me she's beautiful and i'm really happy with her but i feel a little bit neglected and i'm wondering if that's just the kind of thing you got to put up with with a uh with a beautiful woman or if uh there are beautiful women out there that won't neglect me perhaps
4: i think the latter is certainly true what do you mean by neglected
5: well, it, uh, it's nothing. It's nothing real serious. I mean, little things like she'll go on vacation and tell me about, you know, she saw something for one of her other friends, male friends, like a couple of things that she picked up for him. But she won't bring me back anything.
15: Oh, that's me. Like uh,
1: crabs or something.
5: <laughs> uh, thank God, no, no. It's uh, it's it's nothing real serious. Um, but it 's just a bunch of little things uh-huh. that that just seem to add up over time, and there 'll be times um you know i 'll want to go out i 'll want to hang out with her and she 'll you know blow me off or so, so it her sounds other like, it sounds
4: like she really has no concern or maybe even is has difficulty acknowledging your feelings, which certainly people who are sort of um, think a lot of themselves let 's say uh, have trouble doing sometimes. Uh,
1: if we talk to her, Roy, would she be calling you uh, her boyfriend or the guy she dates?
5: She'd be calling me her boyfriend. She's she. We tell each other that we love each other, and um, and I know that I love her, but I don't know. I, I think maybe we've got a, a different idea of love.
1: How old is she?
5: She's twenty.
1: Uh, do you guys have uh, regular sexual relations? Um.
5: Oh, well, I'm away at school right now, but when I'm around, it's it's really frequent.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And what does she do?
5: Um, uh, she's incredible.
1: No, I mean, <laughs> for a living. <laughs> what does she do for a living? Sorry. She's a cocktail waitress.
5: Ooh.
1: I see. And uh, at
5: Hooters. Ha- no, no, not at Hooters. At a, uh, it's kind of a prestigious country club at a golf course.
1: And uh, how did you meet her? Did you have to win her? Was she a little reluctant at first?
5: Um yeah she yeah she was um, and I asked her later, you know, at what point were you attracted to me? you know was it because I was always attracted to her? you know, I saw her, damn, she's beautiful, mm. um but she said that she kind of she kind of grew towards me
1: all right uh you know. I, I here's my theory about relationships uh the tone of the relationship is set early on by who does the serious pursuing now, um I know this sounds a little funky, but hear me out. When you enter a relationship where one person is... Really uh, infatuated and really charged up about the other person, but the other person say dating somebody else and keeps putting them off, and then eventually breaks up and that's ends up
2: very true. Like, going
1: out with them, the tone has been set. Yeah, it is, it, I, I agree. It, with it, that. it is like uh, a it's like a work environment. It's like you sh- showed up, you really begged for the job, this and that. You're underneath the, this person, and that's the way it remains.
2: I, I agree. I mean, because I've been in in relationships where at least I dated guys where I was really into them, and then finally like they agreed to go out with me but you always feel weird about it you always feel like you have to overcompensate for something and you really have to like knock them out so it's it's not equal or i've gone out with guys who you know they've asked me out and they've asked me out and then finally i'm like okay fine i'll go out with you and and it just feels kind of icky like you're doing them a favor But right. like, with my boyfriend it he was the only guy ever that i ever met where it wasn't like that at all it was so equal in the beginning and we were just you know we became friends first, and then we were just so attracted to each other that it just happened.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, the best way to enter is uh, is if you're merging onto some sort of love highway, both uh, getting on at the same time. I agree. Not where someone has to slow down and let you uh, merge, yeah. kind of thing. And uh, it sounds to me uh, like our friend, uh, who is it, Roy? Roy boy here. Uh, like that, that he sort of had to win her over, but maybe she's not totally won over. Uh, and this uh, excuse and she feels of that
2: too. I mean, she she probably wants to go out with a guy that you know she's really knocked
1: bowled by. over by. And everyone, this, everyone does. This, I mean, every that's human nature. And this whole thing of uh, this whole thing of uh, she has a different interpretation of love uh, than I do. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That'll get you so far. That'll but, get you uh, three months into it. Right. All right. So Roy has to tell her how he feels, show a little backbone, and be prepared. And realize, To walk out if she ain't doing it. That he, is the only thing uh, that can whip her you back you got to remember that
4: what she might go for is the abusive
1: guy who That's she can't be involved right. with either. So That's uh, right. That's why I always abuse. Melissa, 28.
8: Hi. I have a question. Yes. About DNA. Um, my baby is two. And the father, he went to jail.
1: Hold on a second. Okay. Um, uh, what's going on in the background there? You um, uh, Air traffic controller, or is that the show?
8: <laughs> it's the show. Uh, I moved away from it. Okay.
1: All right, I would chastise you, but we only have 45 seconds, so go uh, ahead.
8: Okay. The baby's dad is in jail. He ordered paternity tests. The test just came back that it's not his.
1: hmm He's still a candidate for the Adam Carolla vasectomy program, Vasectathon.
8: <laughs> anyway, okay, the person who I think... Is the father? If the DNA tests were right, because he looks just like him, but the other guy is—he just went to prison. He's in prison for first-degree murder.
1: Uh, are they both in prison, or just a yes. one guy? Yes, yes. Oh, they're both in prison. Oh, wow. hey. <laughs> On mercy,
2: and say she had the
8: incarceration. <laughs> I was going through that time in my life.
1: Or were you just indicted the uh, potentially incarcerated?
8: <laughs> that was before they were incarcerated.
1: All right. What, uh, what is your question? You drove them uh, to kill. What is yeah. the question? Oh, for Christ's sake!
8: Okay, I go to court July first. I don't know what to do when I go to court. What do I go to court and say? Yes, I know who the, I know who the father is, and he's he's in this prison. He's locked up. Do the DNA testing on him.
4: What are you going to court for?
8: For um, the continuance of the paternity test. They sent. They sent the other guy the test results.
4: Melissa, go to the court and tell the truth. Why is that? Why is that? So we have to ask a question yeah, about I don't that. Want, I,
8: because so because I don't Because want you go
4: to the court and you tell the truth. That's what courts are for.
8: I don't want my son to know who his father is. He's only two. He
4: doesn't have to be in the courtroom.
8: No, I know. But when he gets older and starts asking questions.
4: That's what no, you do.
8: Tell him that.
2: You know what? Tell him that. That. The father was a guy who accidentally installed a closet in the wrong house, and you yeah. were the maid.
1: Or a uh, beautiful closet. <laughs> tell him his dad was a Geronimo Pratt, and uh, he yes, he is in jail, but he was uh, he was it was trumped up charges, and uh, it's all FBI thing going on. Uh, and he please might get out uh, stop. Now. Uh, yes, and uh, first guy who's going to kill is me. Uh, everybody. Oh, for uh, for Christ's sake! Uh, what the hell was I uh, dying to say uh, about this? Don't have kids. All right. Don't have kids. Thank you.
5: I began to float.
1: Love line. Out of show. Uh, sugar Ray right tomorrow night and uh, then uh, Michael Penn on Thursday. I want to thank the uh, always lovely Kennedy. Thank you a, guys uh, for
2: having me on.
1: Stimulating two hours. Uh, boy, one fine in the blink of an eye. It really good. All right. Uh, so
2: get better. Take care of your I'm head fine. Head. I'm Even doctors about. get sick.
1: Yeah, I'm aware of that. And, right. Adam, and it cracks
4: Adam up, so that's nice.
1: It's kind of funny. It's like when a lawyer gets sued. All right. T- so until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo.
0: This has been Loveline. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.
14: Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience some features not available in all states every day truecar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings save time save money and never overpay visit truecar.com today that's truecar.com